Welcome back to Real Talk with Rachel. I'm your host, Rachel Gilbert, and I am so glad that you are here. This show is a safe place you can come to hear relevant, engaging, and authentic topics to help you get real, live free, and pursue your God-given dreams. Today's episode is pretty special because it actually marks the two-year anniversary of this podcast starting. And um, I want to do something special. It's just me today, no guests. And I feel like this podcast episode has two purposes today. First of all, I want to take just a brief few minutes to celebrate what God has done in the last couple of years. But I know you guys aren't here just to listen and do a recap of the show. So I actually feel like God gave me a word in due season that several of you need to hear. And it actually was inspired by my looking back at this show. So before we jump into that word in due season, I want to celebrate. And um, I want to just celebrate by first of all saying thank you for listening. I mean, I don't know if you've listened to one episode or all the episodes or what, but I just really am honored and Anytime I meet somebody who says, hey, I listen to your podcast, it kind of makes me blush because I'm going, oh my goodness, I stand here in my closet and I record these and I'm staring at a wall right now and kind of going, um, is anybody on the other side of this? And so when I hear you guys say, I listen and that, you know, a certain show or certain episode blessed you, that just really gives me some fuel to, to keep going and to keep doing what I feel like God has called me to do. I also just want to tell you guys, thank you for the reviews that lots of you have left on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you listen to your podcast. And hey, P.S., spoiler alert, if you have left a review or if you go do one today, you're going to be entered to win a super huge anniversary giveaway. So with that said, you're going to want to make sure you check out today's show notes and on my Instagram feed, you can find me at Rachel J. Gilbert. There's just going to be a fun giveaway as a celebration this month. I've collaborated with several show sponsors, and I just have to say I would be sad for you to miss out on this giveaway. I personally want to enter myself. Would that be awkward? I don't know. But um, the sponsors have been really awesome, really generous to give some fun things away, and it, it just makes me so excited to give things away to you guys. So definitely make sure you you check in on that. And, and some other celebration things I want to just tell you about. I went through the episodes, and I looked at stats, and I looked at the top three downloaded episodes in the last two years. And I thought I'd just bring them to your attention. I'm curious if you've listened to them. If you haven't, you might want to go back and listen to them because apparently a lot of people thought they were pretty awesome. So coming in at number one most downloaded was episode number 27 with my dear friend, Dr. Cindy Haggerton. And that episode is called Claiming Victory in the Valleys of Life. You're going to want to bring a box of Kleenex to that one. Yeah, there'll be some sadness, but honestly, not even sadness. It's like tears of joy of just seeing what God totally redeemed in their life. And I'm actually going to have her husband on the show for follow-up, so stay tuned. Okay, coming in at number two downloaded was episode number four, Real Talk on Anxiety and Expecting Blessings in the Mist midst of difficult seasons with, again, another good friend of mine, Diana Burks. We go to church together. Oh, the Holy Spirit was so powerful in that one. I, I clearly remember I actually recorded that episode when I was about to go to the hospital for my dad. He was about to have surgery on his heart and uh, had a lot of fear, a lot of anxiety, was in a very difficult season. And that showed like it deposited 
a level of faith in me that just rose up. And when I went to the hospital, I was a different person than I would have been if I had not recorded that episode. So definitely go listen to that one if you haven't yet. It's very, very powerful. And then finally, coming in at the third most downloaded is from yours truly, which is kind of fun. Uh, Episode number 32, where I did some real talk about biblical body image. So if you missed that, last summer I did a whole series on body image. And that was the very first episode where I kind of shared a bit of my testimony. And I also shared some, just some scripture, biblical truths that God has taught me and that I have taught in lots of churches on this topic. So those are your top three. Go check them out if you haven't already. Number 27 number four, number 32. That's why, by the way, that's one of the reasons why I started numbering these, why you see a lot of podcasters number, because it's easier for you probably to remember number 27 versus a huge, big, long title, right? So there you go. Those are those. A couple more fun little celebration things I just want to share with you. And then we're going to jump into the word that I felt like God wanted me to share today. So we have had in the last two years, I've had over 38 guests at the time of this recording. It'll be even a little bit more when this actually airs. I have to tell you, having those guests on my show, I love doing solo episodes just because I like to teach and, and, and speak whenever God gives me a message. However, I love connecting to other people. I have made so many new friends and just partners in what we're doing in this online space from doing these interviews and That really is just one of my favorite things. So we've had that. We have listeners who tune in from all over the world. I'm always blown away by whenever I find out my show is like charting in some other country. I'm like, huh, that's really cool. Like totally taking the gospel to the nations, which is just really, really neat that we have the ability to do that through technology. We've had lots of show sponsors and giveaways, by the way. If you are not on the email list, you don't get mass amounts of emails. I want to just warn you, like, I understand how annoying that is, so I don't do that to people. But if you're not on the email list where you get entered into these giveaways, you're missing out. Because a lot of these guests that I interview say, sure, I've got a couple of books I can give away. And so I will just randomly go through that email list. Here's why I do it this way. It's so much easier for me because I go through the email list and I randomly select a couple people and I'll email them and be like, hey, guess what? (laughs) Good news. You're the winner of the books for this week. So that could be you. So just make sure you're on that list. You can enter to be on that list by just texting all one word, Real Talk Giveaway, to the number 44222 right there on your cell phone. It does not sign you up for, I'm not, I'm not going to start texting you. There's none of that happening, okay? Believe me, I, I don't have time to do that, and I don't want to be the recipient of that. So I will not do that to you, but it's just an easy way for me to Um, choose winners that are actually listeners. And that's actually important to me. (laughs) I don't want to choose people who are just randomly following me on social media and maybe don't, you know, really aren't part of this community. I'd rather give away the things to you guys that are listening. Okay, so let's get into the fun part of today. That's done with the housekeeping for now. And we're going to talk a little bit how this show, in case you don't know the story of it, it started, I felt... You need to go back and listen. I say this hesitantly. You need to go back and listen to episode number one if you don't know about the the history of this show. I don't want to spend too much time on that, but basically, let me wrap it up for you. 
God told me to start a podcast. It took me about a year to say yes because my big thing was I don't have the time to do one more thing. And I felt like God told me to just break the rules of podcasting and do things my way. And so I did that by I started this podcast with one show a month. That's kind of unheard of in podcast world. In fact, a lot of people would like majorly frown upon that. They would majorly say, you're never going to grow if you do it that way. Um, nobody, you know, that's a horrible idea. And, and reality is, yes, if you want, if you want, I hate, I hate to say super huge growth because that's kind of opposite of what we're going to talk about today. But there are ways to do podcasts that... I have learned if I were to start another podcast, I would implement some strategies to make it to the top charts right away, okay? However, not everybody is in a season of life where you can do those things. And I I was not in a season of life where I could do those things with this show. So we now, though, I am happy to say two years later, the show now is released weekly, which was always a dream and a goal of mine when I started this. I just want to talk to you today about something that's a little bit countercultural, and that is why I don't despise these small beginnings. You know, we started small on this podcast with one episode released a week. I was editing it myself. Jesus help us all. That's not my gift. Makes me crazy. Thank you to Rachel, not myself, Rachel, another Rachel Jameson, who does my editing because if it weren't for her, I this show probably would not have gone on because the editing is just so not my thing. And we have consistently grown though. Every After that, we've gone to two a month and then now we're weekly. And I just want to talk to you about, you know, in starting small... I feel like there is a lie that a lot of us have believed that you have to either go big or go home. You maybe have heard that, right? And let me just say that there are times when we need to go big. There are times when we need to go 100% in. My husband and I, we own a business. We're 100% in that business. We don't just, oh, we're going to do a little bit here, a little bit there. That's different. So here's today. I want to be really clear with you about this. I am really talking about when God has put on your heart some dream that you feel like is so big that it would take so much time and effort that you just straight up do not have the time or the capacity or the energy or the resources to do it right now. And let me say this, there's a season for everything. So while it might not be true that you can do go 100% all into something right now, you can start preparing right now. All right. And so with this podcast, I started small and I have built and I have built, well, I haven't built anything. God has built anything that's happened here. Okay. And so I want to just encourage you in this. And you may have heard this verse before. We're going to hang out in Zechariah and specifically Zechariah 4.10. And here's what it says if you haven't heard that verse before. Do not despise small beginnings for the Lord rejoices to see the work begin. Some other translators have a couple other thoughts that I, that I wanted to share with you about this. They said, it can even be said, for whoever has despised the day of small things shall rejoice. And the day of small things means a time when little progress is apparent for God's people. See, I think here's what holds us back so often is we want to start something. We God tells us, hey, 
I'm calling you to do this thing, right? And we want that for the very first day that we start, we go, okay, yes, right? We're all excited in the beginning. Yes. And then when we can't see the progress with our eyes, we start to get a little discouraged. I know I'm not alone on that thinking. And translators even express it as they're disappointed because very little building has been done. People who despise such a time are easily discouraged and discourage others. Ooh. Okay, I'm going to repeat that line for you. People who despise such a time of small beginnings are easily discouraged and they discourage others. Okay, huge deal there. And the message that's given here in Zechariah is that perseverance is needed. So any large project has a small beginning but can be completed by constant effort. All right, and I'm gonna actually read to you some context of that Zechariah 4.110, but here's what I want you to know. The primary message of the book of Zechariah is this. God's people are called to worship him. That's it. That's the main message here. I don't know about you. I don't know that I would have pulled that out. Like I've told you guys before on here, I have a Bible software tool that I use. And when I read that, I thought, huh, God's people are called to worship him. Isn't that interesting that that's the overarching theme of this book when God's telling us, do not despise small beginnings because God rejoices to see the work begin. So here's a couple, there's going to be lots of words in here for you. And I want you just to take the ones that are for you and put them away in your back pocket. Maybe write them down or do whatever you need to. Okay. God is so proud of you to see the work begin. You need to know that today. He is so proud to see the work begin. In fact, you just beginning the work is an act of worship to him. It is an act of obedience. If you go and father, I don't, I don't get this. I don't, I don't have much to offer you, but I will offer you what I have. And that was me in the beginning of this podcast. I didn't have much to offer him in the way of time. And I did not know what I was doing. I mentioned earlier, you could go back and listen to episode one. There's part of me that like wants to take episode one down, but I'm not going to because it's quite traumatic. If you listen back to the first several episodes, actually, my husband did the introduction there's a couple reasons. I mean, he was that he did the introduction. I think I, I think I talked about it in episode one, but the first was he was really the one who championed me to start this podcast. So I wanted his voice to be heard and people to know I had his support. That's very important to me in marriage. But I got to be honest with you. I realized I think the other reason I wanted him to do the introduction in the beginning, I was terrified. I kind of wanted to hide behind him. Like I, I am known to want to hide behind people. And I, I don't want to be out in the spotlight. I don't I don't crave to be the one on center stage. And so when I get called up to center stage, I'm like, all right, and who can come with me that I can stand behind? And, you know, I'll talk, but everybody look at them instead. But it's part of my journey. And you know what? I'm happy for you guys to feel to go back to, to episode one, to hear the timidity in my voice, to hear the fear in my voice. And here's why, because I did it anyways. I was shaking. I literally was broken out in red hives when I recorded episode one and nobody was even there. Like I didn't even have to publish it, but guys, I did it. And it was because God told me to, it was it. And that's become my life theme 
is when God tells me to do something, sure, I'll argue for a while. I'm not going to tell you I don't. But I do finally submit and I say, okay, God, I don't know what I'm doing, but apparently you do. So out of obedience and out of the fact that I know you're a good father and I know there's always a reason why you ask us to do something and it's because he's calling us, first of all, to live a life of worship. But also, I mean, the thing about Zechariah, and I promise I'm going to read it. I keep saying I'm going to. I'm about to read it, I promise. Oh, the Lord's just so on fire in my spirit. I hope you can feel it through the podcast here. But he also is just calling us to lay a foundation for his people. And all of our roles look so different in that. There are not two people alive ever that their mark on humanity is going to look the same. And we get into lots of trouble when we start thinking that we're like somebody else or our call is similar to somebody else. Yeah, sure, it might be in the same family of calls, if you will. But man, guys, we're all so different. And the the peace that I lay down on, on this earth might just be the building block for the next person who's going to start a revival. I mean, I don't even know, you know, we just really don't know. We never will know until we get to heaven. So let me finally read Zechariah to you. Okay. We're going to read Zechariah 4, 1 through 10. All right, here we go. You might hear my pages flipping in the background because I have a, I have a real life Bible, guys. It's not just my phone app. I love, there's something so powerful to me about holding pages in my hand. Okay, here we go. So then the angel who'd been talking with me returned and woke me in as though I had been asleep. What do you see now? He asked. I answered, I see a solid gold lampstand with a bowl of oil on top of it. Around the bowl are seven lamps, which have seven spouts and wicks. Actually, I'm going to skip ahead a couple of verses because um, you don't need to know some of these things. Definitely go back and read Zechariah, please. All right. Um, then he said to me, this is six. This is what the Lord says to, to Zer. Okay. Somebody who knows the Bible, I'm sorry, I'm going to mispronounce whatever these names in here. Just forgive me, okay? Zerub, Zerubabel, Zerubabel, there we go. Okay. It is not by force nor by strength, but by my spirit, says the Lord of the heaven's armies. Nothing, not even a mighty mountain, will stand in his way. It will become a level plain before him. And when Zerubabel sets the final stone of the temple in the place, the people will shout, May God bless it. May God bless it. Then another message came to me from the Lord. Zerubbabel is the one who laid the foundation of this temple, and he'll complete it. Then you'll know that the Lord of heaven armies has sent me. Here we go. Here's our, here's our verse. Do not despise these small beginnings, for the Lord rejoices to see the work begin, to see the plumb line in Zerubbabel's hand. Hey, note to self, before you go live on a podcast recording, look up how you pronounce funky names in the Bible. Okay. <laughs> All right. So there you go. There's some context for that, that passage. And here's what I want to do right now. One more thing about Zechariah in the, I want you to know is that the book of Zechariah sees God's present activity as well as, as his future ministry in terms of restoration of his people along with the nations to worship him. Okay, so there's, he's seeing the present and he's seeing the future and he's seeing it as a way of restoration along with the nations to worship him. All right, so that's the thing here about these small beginnings. We sometimes see the present. We see, oh, things are so small. <laughs> 
things feel so insignificant. They feel so not worth my time or my energy or my resources. But here in this book, they're also looking at the future ministry. And that's one thing that I think that sometimes we lose sight of is we just truly don't know what foundation we're laying for the future. So here are five things that I have personally learned when it comes to not despising these small beginnings. And a few of them come right from what I just read you, which is why I wanted to read it to you out loud. The first thing is, it's not by our own force or strength, but by the Spirit of God that mountains are moved. Just read that to you in Zechariah. Um, Guys, hustling is heavy. I don't know if you've noticed that. But if we can give God what we have, he'll take it places you never could have carried it on your own. And when I say that phrase, give God what you have, I mean, you know, we've heard that story um, in the Bible. We've seen multiple stories in the Bible, actually, where people brought what little they had, what little money they had, or what little, you know, um, fish and, and bread they had, and God multiplied it. Here's the same thing is true for your work. The same thing is true for, you know, again, I keep using this podcast as an example because that's the the example I started with. So I'm going to keep going with that for this theme, but obviously plug in your own. But here's the deal with this podcast. I knew, God, I only have time to do one episode a month right now. And I felt silly doing that. But guess what? He blessed what I brought to him. I said, this is what I can do. Within a few months, I had a show producer. And now the only thing I do for my podcast is I record them and all the back end is is taken care of for me. He's even gone so far to provide the finances for me to have a show producer. He has brought the most amazing guest on the show that I have people actually reach out to me and go, how do you get those really cool guests on the show? And I'm like, I don't know. Like they're coming to me. I get books sent in the mail randomly and I didn't sign up for anything. And that is not because of my own force or strength. I need you to know that. I wish I had a secret sauce formula to sell you because I could be making lots of money off that right now. But the truth is, it's God. It's it's the Spirit of God that has been on me because I brought to Him what I had, and I refused to despise those small beginnings. And I said, here you go, God. This is what I can give you. And He said, okay, well done, good and faithful servant. I'll take it, and I'll, I'll take it places only I could have taken it. Okay, thing number two I've learned. Nothing will stand in our way when God is in it. Again, we just read this in Zechariah. Nothing will stand in our way. I don't know about you, but I definitely want to be on the same team as God. And part of how we know we get to be on his team is when he gives us an order to do something and we do what I just mentioned to you, we bring what little we have and we say, God, I don't know how to do this, but you do. So here we go. Let's do this thing. He's going to bulldoze everybody out of the, he's not going to let, he's going to actually put a hedge of protection around you. And I can't even tell you the number of times I have started to get discouraged because guess what? I've had moments along the way where I was despising small beginnings. I started, I'm going to get to the comparison thing here in a minute, so I don't want to hang out there too much here. But I started looking around me at what other people are doing. And oh my gosh, they post weekly episodes and they do this, that, and the other. And oh my goodness, you know, and I started looking at other people's papers, if you will. And my joy started getting stripped and I started to go, God, are we sure I'm supposed to be doing this? And he would send me some kind of encouragement or he'd send me something that was a sign and a reminder to me, yes, Rachel, you are supposed to be doing this, but you've got to stay in your lane. I cannot stress that enough when it comes to this whole beginning of something. Again, I'm going to get to that in a minute. I don't want to do, I don't want to jump in that yet, but 
we've got to stay in our lane. The third thing that I've learned is the Lord rejoices to see the work begin. I know I've said this because that is in 410 of Zechariah, that the Lord rejoices to see the work begin. Can I just tell you, that is so humbling to me that God in all his glory, in all that he sees, that he looks down and when we will actually start a project that he has called us to, he is applauding us. It hasn't even come to completion yet and he's applauding us because he's just so happy that we began. He's just so happy that we stopped questioning, we stopped doubting, we stopped telling him all the reasons it wouldn't work out. We stopped disqualifying ourselves because of our past or because of our lack of training or whatever the thing is. We stopped yapping our mouth, basically, and we got to work. I mean, that must be how he felt when Noah started building the ark. Can you imagine? Let's time out for a second. Noah and the ark. That's a huge thing that God called him to. For real. Like the end project of that was a huge, huge deal. So can you imagine the joy it brought God? I'm getting teary-eyed over here, guys. Can you imagine the joy it brought God whenever he looked down and he saw Noah? starting to lay that first, whatever it is, a log. I don't know. I'm not a, I don't build arcs. Oh my gosh. Okay. Wow. This is a first for me. I'm crying on the show. I just, I think God probably cried tears of joy. You know why? Because when he sees us begin, he knows he has our heart. He knows that we're tuned into him. He knows we're listening He knows that we believe that he's a good and a faithful God. And when he tells us to do something, he's going to bless it. And he's going to see it to completion. It very rarely looks like our timing. I can only imagine Noah, the mockers he got whenever he was building. Can you imagine going by a half-built ark every single day? The bigger that thing got, every single day people would go, what are you building? And he'd tell them. And they would literally laugh out loud if they had text back there. Then they'd say LOL and snap a picture of it and stick it onto Instagram and say, can you believe what this dude is doing? What a joke. What a weirdo. What a quack. Man, I have felt like that so many times of people not getting it. Still to this day, people don't get what I do. Oh, what's that podcast thing you do? What's that? You you know, like all the time. And I know those of you listening can feel the same way. You may not have a podcast, but you're doing something that people just don't get it. But you know that God's called you to it. So I want you to remember that vision. Actually, I didn't even have that in my notes. So I know it was the Holy Spirit, but that vision of Noah and him just laying down that first first plank on that boat and how God just, I think God and all the angels stood up and just clapped their hands and rejoiced over him and went, wow, good, good job. Well done. Well done. Okay. Woof. I'm having church over here. Okay. Give me a minute to wipe my tears and then we're going to move on to number four. All right. So the next thing is that consistency is key. This is point number four. So I don't remember if I read this to you earlier or not. Yes, I did. That the message given in Zechariah is that perseverance is needed. Any large project has a small beginning, but it can be completed by constant effort. 
You know, I started in this online space as a blogger about five years ago. It'll be six actually this year. And it, it was again out of obedience. My original blog was called Life Outside the Shell because I was terrified to do it. I based it on 2 Timothy 1.7, for God has not given me a spirit of fear or timidity, but power, love, and a sound mind. And uh, that blog opened doors then for me to write for magazines and um, opened doors for me to start doing things on social media. And that opened doors for me to start speaking. And then that opened doors for me to start this podcast. And, you know, we'll keep seeing what other doors open. Let me be real clear. I never start anything because I think a door is going to open. P.S. That's a bad idea of why to start something. Do not start anything because you think it's going to open doors for other things. Bad idea. You're going to be bitterly disappointed. Now, I'm not saying, clearly, I've had lots of open doors to me since I stepped out, but it was because I stepped out out of obedience, not because I thought, ooh, maybe this will move me up the ladder. Nope. And honestly, that's only a conversation you and God can have. Nobody else knows that, but you too. Uh, I think oftentimes we say with our mouth, we just want to help people and we're just here to serve uh, when really we're kind of out to get a platform for ourselves. Ask me how I know because I've wrestled through that kind of stuff. And I have started things with hopes of, oh, maybe this will open a door. And no, crickets, crickets, crickets. So just going to tell you, bad reason to start something. It needs to be because God told you to, not because you think you could maybe manipulate your way into some positioning. Side note, that was bonus, also not in my notes. <laughs> but all of us to say, I started six, five, almost six years ago in the online space Lots of doors have opened because of my obedience. And I've had people ask me, Rachel, how'd you get to where you are today? And honestly, sometimes I feel a little weird when people ask me that because I don't feel like I'm very far along Like for, because I've seen the amount of work I put in. I've seen all the days I've showed up and done things when nobody says anything. And, and let me also be real clear, don't do anything because you think people are going to be singing you praises or you're going to have all the support in the world from your friends and your family. It's usually not that way. <laughs> I've also learned that the, the, the hard way. But let me tell you the key to any success you think I might have, all right? It's consistency. It's that I kept showing up, especially in the online space. If you're, if you're called in at all in the online space, and you know what? No, this is a true across the board. People want to know you're going to show up right? I mean, think about your best friendships. Think about the best job you've ever had. Think about, you know, wherever you, you know, maybe do ministry, you go to church. We all are trained by people to know whether or not they're going to show up. And so if you're constantly not showing up for things, people start to not count on you, right? So for example, if you have a church and certain volunteers sign up for things, but then consistently don't show up, which actually happens a lot, tragically, then the leaders of those volunteers start to know which ones not to count on. They might see their name on the list of, oh, they're serving this weekend, but in the back of their mind, they don't count on that person because that person has consistently shown them they're probably, like, we'll be surprised if they show up, right? Right. That's the same way in this online space, you know, when I look at how I've grown is I have been consistent. It hasn't always been a lot. So again, that's one of the reasons why with this podcast, I only did one episode a month was because I knew 
that was what I could consistently do. Far too often, I see people shoot out of the gate and they go, I'm going to, I'm using the online space as an example, please you could fill in, this is true for fitness, it's true for business, it's true for all kinds of things, right? But we shoot out of the gate and we go, okay, I'm starting a blog or I'm starting a podcast and I'm going to post five times a week and I'm going to do this, this, blah, 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 and you announce to the world that you're doing all this stuff and it's like, you do that for two weeks and you go, yeah, no, <laughs> I can't do that. Same thing with fitness, right? You go from couch to I'm going to work out seven days a week, two a days and eat lettuce. And then in week one, you're like, yeah, no, this is not going to happen. So really and truly consistency and whatever consistency looks like for you. So start small. Remember, we're not despising the small beginnings. Start small. Set, and I'm not saying set low goals, but set yourself up for success. Okay. Cause you know, your capacity and all of our capacities are different. Okay. So the final thing I'm going to have to wrap this thing up here is that I feel like I've learned is that comparison will rob your joy and your vision. And I've actually heard people say something like, don't compare your beginning to someone else's middle or end. I would actually take that a little bit further and say, don't compare your beginning to someone else's anything. I started this podcast around the same time as several of my friends started their podcast. And I got to be honest, we're all in different places right now. One of them just shot out of the roof like she, her podcast took off and it just grew, 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 grew super fast. And then we have everything in between and we did start at the same time. And so comparison never is beneficial. It robs you of your own joy and it robs you of your vision because again, it comes back to the whole reason we start anything is because God told us to, and we do it as an act of worship to him. And so we don't know what foundations we're laying. I don't know, you know, I don't know who listens to this. I never know who all listens to it. And I don't know, maybe, maybe even one person listened and it changed their relationship with the Lord. And maybe it even led somebody to salvation or reconciliation, or it restored their marriage, or it brought freedom in some area of their life. And I'll never hear that story But the ripple effect that will have on their family's lineage and generations to come is priceless. And we'll never know the extent of that. And I'm okay with that. If we're here just so that we can sing ourselves accolades and go, oh my goodness, because of my show, you know, so-and-so, so-and-so famous somebody, you know, got saved. And now, I mean, those stories are cool. Don't get me wrong. And believe me, I always share those testimonies when I can. However, that's not why we do it. The ripple effects are far more reaching than we will ever, ever know. So don't compare your journey with anybody's. No, no path of your journey because no two journeys are the same. No two voices are the same. I have other things I'm called to that are not just this podcast for this season. I'm in graduate school. My husband and I are business owners. We part-time homeschool our kids. And I do not say this to brag, but how unfair is that for me to compare this season I'm in with somebody who can podcast full-time and has no other responsibilities. It's it's silliness. It's just straight silliness. And also, even if I was in the exact same season as somebody else, which rarely happens, it's still just not healthy because our call and our giftings are so unique 
And so just right for us and for where God has individually planted us, that we've got to stay focused on that mission, okay? All right, so here's what we're going to wrap up with. There's no perfect time to start something. I just encourage you with that. There's no perfect time to start something. Now, does that mean you should just launch some big, huge thing right now? Not necessarily, but here's the deal. If God put it on your heart, today is the day. And that may not look like a huge launch with bells and whistles, but you can start today with tiny steps. Do you want to start a podcast? Research how to get it started. Purchase a course to learn more. That's a tiny step. Do you want to write a book? Start by writing in your journal. Do you want to own a business? Start by learning to steward finances well now. You know, each week I say this show is supposed to help you pursue your God-given dreams. That's one of the things, along with learning to get real with yourself and with others and to live free. The word pursue simply means continue or proceed along a path or route. So it's tempting to think that the pursuit of dreams is going to be big and flashy, when in reality, the pursuit of God-given dreams is simply listening to the voice of God obeying and staying consistent to follow the path he has set before you. My hope for today's episode is that it inspired you to embrace the small beginnings. Everyone starts somewhere. Why not now? Thank you so much for tuning into the show and letting me cheer for you in those small beginnings. And don't forget to enter the big anniversary giveaway by either leaving an iTunes review subscribing to the email list, sharing this episode on social media, or commenting on the Instagram posts. And be sure to tag me in those posts so I see them. And by the way, all of those ways get you extra entries, so feel free to do all of them. All right, friends, that's all for today. I pray this episode brought you one step closer to getting real, living free, and pursuing your God-given dreams. I'll see you back here next time on Real Talk with Rachel.